Three. If you're there, say amen. If you're not, say hold on. I ain't there yet. I'm trying to find John. It's, I'm going to tell you it's not at the beginning, not in the beginning. It's uh, the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. New Testament, John chapter 18, verses 33 through to 34. And I want to set the scene today of what I want to preach on this morning. And it says this, Then Pilate entered the praetorium again, called Jesus and said to him, Are you the king of the Jews? Jesus answered, Are you speaking for yourself about this? Or did others tell you this concerning me? So I want you to get this picture right here because the scene is a court setting. Jesus is about to know his fate, right? Get this, he's... His hands are in the hands of this man by the name of Pilate. And uh, he hangs in the balance and Pontius Pilate, he gets caught up between both worlds. He gets caught up between uh, the religious rulers of the day and age and he's caught up between Jesus, this good man who stands before him. And, and Pontius Pilate, you know, here it is, he's hearing the, the roars of the crowd saying, crucify him, but yet the man who's standing in front of him is a good man. And I want to read a verse in John chapter 18, verse 38, just following down from this story. Pilate is unsure because Jesus is a good man. The Jews supposed to know good and evil are condemning this good man, right? And Pilate asked Jesus a rhetorical question which has reverberated throughout generation, throughout history, through to today. And that is this, John 18, verse 38, what is truth? What is truth? What is truth today? You know, well, we live in a day and age where truth is, you know what, no longer in the picture. Can you say amen? You know what, we, we live in a day and age, it's like, man, people don't even know what is right from wrong. So let's consider number one, blurred lines lead to blind faith. You know, there's a song, Robin Thicke, he's a masterful musician. He's a singer, songwriter, performer. The guy is, you know, one of the best singers he's gifted he's talented on the on the face of the planet but unfortunately his lifestyle isn't as gifted as his music <laughs> his sleaziness led to his divorce his lifestyle is just incredibly so disgustingly wrong but he wrote a song called blurred lines he wrote a song about blurred lines in a chorus he sings about how he hates these blurred lines do you like me do you not like me you know these songs that are, are sexually uh, perverted do you like me these lines have been blurred and I want to use that title this morning I want to preach a message entitled blurred lines because Pilate's question today has a ripple effect throughout history what is truth truth has been blurred the word of God has been blurred throughout history, throughout to today. And Pilate's question is going down from generation through to generation. What is truth? The world is crying out. What is truth? Blurred lines lead to blind faith. The same question needs to be asked today. What is truth? Let's go back to the Bible. Jesus said in John chapter 14 verses 1 through to 6, he says, Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it weren't so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And I go and I prepare a place for you. I will come again and receive you to myself. That where I am, you may be also. And where I go, and the way you know. Listen to this. Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you're going. 
How can we know the way? Verse 6, Jesus said, I am the way. Jesus said, I am the truth. Jesus says, I am the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you were to study these words where Jesus said, I am the way, Jesus is actually saying he is the original way. You know, the world has all these false precepts of, look, this is the way you must go. This is the way you must live. But Jesus says, listen, I am the original way. I am the original truth. The world will tell you otherwise. Blurring the lines of God's word. Come on, somebody. And what we're doing is we're living a blurred faith, blinding our faith. And the reason that our, the lines of God's word or truth have been blurred is because there is a devil there is a real enemy his name is lucifer and he's trying his aim is to blur the lines of truth today he's trying to blur the lines of christianity making christians second guess their beliefs now there are people even today i read on the article there's people wanting to ban paw patrol this kids show they're wanting to ban Paw Patrol because there's a, in this particular show, there's a police officer dog in there. And because of this Black Lives Movement that is totally from the left, trying to de, uh, defund the police, trying to remove truth from uh, this world. And this is exactly what is happening today. If you remove truth, you will have chaos. If you remove truth, you will have division. You will have what Jesus says, lawlessness. That is exactly what is happening today. Truth is no longer in the picture. Because why? Because there is a devil. There is good. There is evil. There is light. There is darkness. There is right. And there is wrong. And who is blurring the lines? It's no one else but the devil. The devil used to be an angel in heaven. Isaiah 14 verses 12 says this. How have you fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? How are you cut down to the ground, you who weaken the nations? For you have said in your heart, I will ascend into heaven. Listen, this is what the devil has said in his heart. I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will also sit on the mount of the congregation on the furthest side of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the most high. Yet you shall be brought down to Sheol, to the lowest depths of the pit. You see, God kicked the devil out of heaven. His own pride got in the way. He listened to those words again. I will exalt. I will be better. I will do this. I will. And that is this generation today. So selfish, so prideful. I do things my own way. Oh, yeah, I do things my own way. I'm going to live my own life. Not knowing that the devil is deceiving the world, deceiving a generation. Listen to uh, his character reference. Jesus begins to give the devil a character reference. John chapter 8 verse 44. He's speaking to the Pharisees and he says this. You are of your father, the devil. The desires of your father you want to do. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth. Because there is no truth in him. When he speaks a lie, he speaks from his own resources. For he is a liar and the father of it. You see, there is no truth in the devil. The opposite of truth is what? Is lies. Fallacy. And whenever the devil speaks, I like this other translation. It says he speaks from his own native tongue, meaning that's his language. He speaks the lies. And the devil has been blurring the lies ever since the creation. 
Genesis chapter 2 verse 16, God gives clear instruction to Adam. Verse uh, 2 verse 15, sorry, says, Then the Lord God took the man, put him in the garden of Eden to tend and keep it. Verse 16, And the Lord commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden you may freely eat, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat, for in the day you eat of it you shall surely die. Right there is the word being given. It's clear. It's, it's truth. It's saying this is the word of God. Do not touch. Do not eat. But then the devil, the Lucifer, came and tried to blur the lines of God's word. Listen to Genesis chapter 3 verse 1. Now the serpent was more cunning than any beast of the field, which the Lord God had made. He said to the woman, has God indeed said, you shall not eat of the, every tree of the garden? Has God indeed said, you see, do you see what's happening? God said truth and the devil comes in and says, did God say that? Trying to blur his word. And I'm telling you, the devil will come into your life and say, hey, hey, did God say, did not drink? Uh, 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 yeah. did, did God say, you know, do not fornicate? Did, did God say to be holy and pure? And yet the devil comes in and he's lying, trying to cause people to live a blurred faith because what will end up happening is your blurred lines will lead to a blind faith the devil blurred the lines of God's word blinded her faith in God Eve don't eat that Eve the devil's blurred the lines remember God said not to eat from that tree that is the truth and listen when you have blurry belief you won't even have a clear conviction there's nothing in you of stance that says, you know, I'm going to make a stand for God. I'm going to make a stand for what is right. But when you have no truth, when God's word is being blurred by the devil and you listen to the devil's voice, you'll be led astray. And many Christians today, you know what, are, are living not in the promises of God. Many people today are just like what the Timothy prophesied, what Paul prophesied, you know, having a form of godliness, denying its power. From such people turn away, meaning, you know what, that these guys have this religious facade. Oh, yeah, hallelujah, praise the Lord, but yet denying the power. That's why Paul said, do not be ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power unto salvation. Let us not blur the lines. Let us not listen to the lies of the devil, but let us listen to the truth. Let us get back into his word. Let us listen to his voice and say, God, I want to have convictions in my life. God, I want to have a, a right standing with you. And for that to happen, we must need, number two, a clear conviction. You know, I had to see an optometrist. This was probably 12 years ago, and I didn't want to have glasses. And here I am, I'm, I'm learning piano music, and I'm thinking, man, this, my eyes are getting kind of blurry. I'm trying to read the notes. I'm playing the wrong chord. You know, da -da -da -da. It's like, oh, my goodness, what's going on? And I'm, I'm at work, and I'm having headaches. I'm thinking, oh, Lord Jesus, we all love my eyes. Oh. And I'm getting headaches. I'm like, oh, man, the optometrist goes, you know what? Hey, you need prescription glasses. <laughs> you know, the reason why you're having these, uh, you know, blurred uh, vision is because you need prescription glasses. You know what? God has provided prescription glasses for you and I. And that's His Word. It's the Bible. That we need to be looking through the eyes of faith filtered through God's Word. That we need to understand, you know what, that is truth. That when we don't begin to look through these prescription glasses of His Word, guess what? Our lives will be blurred. Our lives will be like, you know what, man, we just can't see. The, what did God say? Man, we need to get in His Word and say, you know what, God, You are truth. God, Your Word is what it says. I will believe it. Amen. God's prescription. 
Don't be a blind Christian. <laughs> Don't be someone just walking blindly. Say, oh, I think this is what God says. Oh, I think this is, and yet you're walking in the dark. That's why the Bible says, he's, you know what? His word is he's a lamp unto my feet, a light unto my path. Have you ever walked in the dark before? You stubbed your toe. Have you ever walked in the dark before and you hit your head? Turn on the light. <laughs> the Bible says in Genesis, you know what? Darkness cannot even comprehend the light. That when you begin to turn on the light, the darkness must flee. You know what? Sickness must flee at the name of Jesus Christ. And I'm telling you, when you begin to come into his word and you say, you know what, God, your word is truth. I'm walking in the light. His lamp is the word. His word is the lamp, sorry, to light unto my path. And sometimes we like to say, oh, God, show me down further. What do I need to do? God, show me further down. I, oh, yes, is that, is that what I need to do? And God goes, no, 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 it's, it's a lamp to your feet. It means, you know, every step must be according to his word. Every step that I take, every, everything I do is, is according to his word. That I must walk according to his word alone. Get into his prescription. Get into his word. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16, all scripture is given by inspiration of God. It is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. It's God-inspired. His word is full-on God-breathed into our lives. Our decisions must be filtered through the lenses of his word. Matthew 5, verse 37, listen to the words of Jesus. Let your yes be yes, and your no, no. For whatever is more than these is from the evil one. So many Christians have blurred vision that the yes has become, oh, I'm, I'm not sure anymore. You know, they've accepted evil. The certain standards from God's word has been blurred that they're unsure what they believe. The yes is like, I'm not sure. The no is like, oh, yeah, uh, I don't know what to do. And yet shaky ground. James talks about this. A double-minded man is unstable in his ways. Doubting, having faith. Oh, God, I'm not sure. Unstable, tossed to and fro. Let your yes be yes. God, your word is truth. Yes. I'm going to live that way. Isaiah prophesies in uh, chapter 5 verse 20. Woe unto them that call evil good and good evil. That put darkness for light and light for darkness. Put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. This is the world that we're living in. That what was once, uh, you know what, righteous is now being turned around. The world that we're living in. Homosexual is, uh, you know what, accepted. Man, it's crazy the world that we're living in. Listen to you, leaders of Israel. This is Micah chapter 3. You are supposed to know right from wrong. But you are the very ones who hate good and love evil. You skin my people alive and you tear their flesh from their bones. You see, this is the word of God. We're supposed to know what's right from wrong. We should know how to live, and it's only found through His Word. His Word is like a compass. When you're out and see, what do you need? You need to know. You need to know where you're going. True north is where you should go. But yet the devil is the author of confusion. He is the father of lies. There is no truth in him. The devil came to steal, kill, and destroy, but Jesus came to redeem what was stolen. Jesus came to restore what has been stolen. He came to begin to give life again. What has been destroyed has been restored. So to have a clear conviction, we need God's prescription. Get God's perspective for your life. Read it, get in His Word, understand it, communicate it, live it. 
Let your life begin to shine the truth of his word. Make a decision. Let your yes be yes. Jesus says there's a narrow path and there's a broad path. Brother, sister, which path are you going to take? Matthew 7 verse 13. Enter by the narrow gate for wide is the gate. Broad is the way that leads to destruction. Make a decision. Let your yes be yes. Are you going to follow Jesus or are you going to be a part of the world and, and be unsure? Because you can't have one foot in and one foot out. Hokey pokey. Hokey pokey Christian. One foot in the world, one foot out. Come on. You can't enter into heaven like that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you got to make a decision. Having a form of godliness denies pride. Listen, I'm going to not be ashamed of the gospel. I'm living his word. I'm going to live out the truth of his word. The Bible is where God's thoughts are. His word on marriage, his thoughts on marriage, his thoughts on homosexuality, on drunkenness, on heaven and hell. His word is where his thoughts are. And sometimes we're like, oh, Lord, give me your thoughts. Lord, I want to I wanna know your, your thoughts. Listen, if you get into his word, you know his thought. Isaiah 55 verse 8, for my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts then your thoughts. Listen, if you're not in the word of God, you're not getting his thoughts. You're not getting his perspective. Let the lines be clear. Let your convictions be rooted down deep in his word. It brings us to the power of a made up mind. You know, we sing the song, I have decided to what? To follow Jesus. When you have a clear conviction, you've got a made up mind. When you've decided to make Jesus Christ the Lord and Savior, you've decided, you know what? I'm not having one foot in the world. I'm having my two feet in his word. That's why a lot of men today, you know, they don't grow up and mature in Christianity. Fatherless children out there in the world because men could not even make a stand for righteousness. Men run away, leave responsibility because of this very point alone. Make up your mind, brother. Sister, make up your mind. Follow Jesus. There is, you know what, one road that you must take, and that is the narrow path. Make up your mind. Philippians chapter 3, verse 13. Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things that are behind. Sister, forget about the things in your past. Reach forward to the things which are ahead. I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. It wasn't, uh, you know, i got to do four or five things. It, it, you know, Paul says, no, one thing I do, forgetting the things that are behind. I'm reaching forward to the things which are ahead. Don't be a double-minded man. Don't be a double-minded woman that says, oh, I'm not, I'm not sure what to do. Listen, just give your life to Jesus. Let him begin to lead you. Let him begin to guide you. Let Christ begin to mold and shape your life. We ain't perfect. Can you say amen? That's why we need the word of God. That's why we need the truth. That we can be the light that shines in the darkness. That people can see it and be like, that's the truth. Man, I remember in school and I was thinking, oh, I'm sure I could play the, the two roles. I'm sure I can be a Christian. I'm sure I can be the cool guy. Then all of a sudden, you know, I'm like, I'm hearing them swear. I'm thinking, oh, man, that's bad. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm, I'm being a part and they start drinking. I'm thinking, man, that, that ain't right. I'm, I'm, it's, it's, I'm aware of this now. And that's the Holy Spirit at work. And he's saying, you know what? You can't live two lives. If you, you can't be a, a wolf and you can't be a sheep. 
You can't be both. Make up your mind. Live for Christ. I remember doing that and all of a sudden, I didn't even know it at the time, but I'm looking back. It's be- the Christ was shining through our lives and people will notice and say, yes, this guy or this sister right here, she's living the truth. Single-minded devotion. There's no blurred lines here. His word is truth and I'm pressing forward. Revelations chapter 3, verse 16. So then, because you are lukewarm, neither cold or hot, I will vomit you out of my mouth. Man, what sobering words. This is speaking to a church that has become lukewarm. It's frightening to know that Jesus wrote a letter to these churches and said, you are lukewarm. You, had, you didn't make up your mind. You, didn't, you were neither hot, you were neither cold. Sobering God, may our church be disciples, men and women that has made up their mind to say, you know what, I'm going full on for Jesus. I'm not going to be playing around with this world anymore. I'm going to live a Christian. Christian means Christ-like. The Lord delights in a person who has a single-minded devotion. You read this in a story of Mary and Martha in Luke chapter 10. For time, we won't read it, but here it is, a classic story. Martha is doing all these other work, all these other things, and Mary decides to sit down at the feet, listen to her word. And Martha comes in, you know, angry with this stinking attitude. Jesus, tell my sister to come and help me. And Jesus turns to her and says, Martha, Martha, Martha. Mm-mm-mm. <laughs> Mary has chosen the good part. Church, don't be running around thinking, I got to do this. Listen, sit at his feet. Begin to get in his word and say, you know what, God, I don't want to be a lukewarm Christian. Man, I was sitting with uh, one of my brothers the other week, and we're just talking about this very thing, that we can just even simply come to God and, and ask God in a transactional relationship. That all we're doing is, God, I need this. God, I need that. God, I need this. God, I, and the church, you know what, God's speaking to his church and says, you know, I've seen all your good works, but you've left your first love. It's frightening. God, let my relationship with you not just be transactional. But let me come back to the first love. Let me sit at your feet. Let me hear your word. I have decided to follow Jesus. A single-minded man, a woman finds Christ. And you know what? Jesus is pleased. Jesus says, you know what? He's chosen the good part. So let's close this morning. Third point, and that's breaking the silence. Breaking the silence. You know, in history, there's a, a time, and it's even today, you know, racism has now popped its head up again. But back in the day where blacks couldn't vote, go into stores, back in the day when black people couldn't sit into, you know, any seat they wanted, they were segregated. In the midst of all of this uproar and chaos, stood a man by the name of Martin Luther King, breaking the silence, changing America's history. We know the story of Esther, breaking the silence, spoke to the king, overturned judgment on the Jewish people, saying in Esther chapter 4 verse 14, if you remain silent at this time, relief and deliverance for the Jews will arise from another place, but you and your father's family will perish. And who knows but that you have come to your royal position for such a time as this. Church, we are in a position for such a time as this. And it's time for the church, it's time for men and women to begin to break the silence and to stand for what is truth, to stand on his word and say what is wrong, to point out the things and say, you know what, with grace and say God's word is truth. David 
broke the silence. He had the courage to stand up against Goliath. 1 Samuel chapter 17, verse 29. You know the whole story. The whole army of Israel stood in fear, silent in fear, because of a giant called Goliath. David's older brother says, uh, uh, Eliab, he says to David, as David comes to deliver some bread and cheese, and he says, what are you doing here? You should be tending the sheep. You came to watch a fight, and David says these words, what have I done? Is there not a cause? Is there not a cause, church, where the believers in Christ begin to stand up in the midst of chaos, in the midst of a broken generation to stand up for truth today and break the silence? Can I ask a question? Where are the Martin Luther Kings of this generation? Where are the Mordecais? Where are the Esthers of this generation? Where are the Davids of this generation? That stand for truth. Is there not a cause? The devil has stolen pulpits, snuffed out the preacher's flame, too afraid to speak truth because it's not politically correct. Listen, the church needs to stand for what is right. Stand on his truth. Hebrews chapter 1 verse 7, And the angels, he says, who makes his angels spirits and his ministers a flame of fire. Come on, where are the preachers who have the fire that burns with passion? We're the angels, amen, that begin to go out into this generation and begin to stand for truth. Where are the Holy Ghost preachers? Where are the Christians who are not afraid to speak truth? I want to tell you, we're not a silent church. I want to tell you, you know what, we are street preaching, Bible believing, tongue speaking church that begin to declare truth in this world today. Jeremiah 20 verse 9, his word is in my heart like a fire. Woo, come on somebody. It's like a fire and it says, shut up in my bones. Meaning, you know, I can't even contain this thing. I'm weary of holding it in. Indeed, I cannot. There's got to be a passion within us that says, oh my goodness, there's a passion within me. I'm excited about what God has done. I'm, I believe that what God has done in me, I cannot even be quiet. <laughs> we can't be silent, church. What has God done in your life? Has He forgiven you? Has He changed you? Has He delivered you from sin? Has He taken you out of darkness into His marvelous light? Listen, we can't just... No, no, no. It's, it's within me. The, you know, Jesus says, living waters within me. The joy that's come forth within us. That's true Christianity. It's within us. It says, oh man, I can't be silent. The world needs joy. The world needs hope. The world needs truth. But what is a church that is quiet? What is a church that has lost its fire? Man, I was, uh, I was uh, at work and I'm sitting and God gives me this full-on vision. I'm at, I'm at work and I'm just thinking, man, God is like full-on ministering to me. And he gave me this picture of this, uh, this spaceship, right? Sitting down, ready to take off. And I saw the, the engines begin to roar. I saw the fire uh, begin to, you know what, go out. And it's like, whoa, 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 it's, it's amazing. It's like, you know, ready for this, this ship to launch out. But then all of a sudden, the fire began to dwindle down off this rocket. All of a sudden, you know what, this, this ship just remained standing there, standing still and quiet. I'm thinking, what, what was that all about? And I was like, man, God spoke to me and said, you know what, that is like a church. The church is supposed to venture out beyond the stratosphere. 
into space, into the unknown territory, yet the church stands quiet, remaining silent. I'm telling you, the church needs to fly. I'm telling you, the church needs to go beyond and say, you know what, I'm going to reach the lost. I'm going to reach the broken. And you hit the New Guinea, into the Bougainville. <laughs> Amen. Revival, sister. Come on. To begin to go out. And then God was saying, you know what, yes, man, what beautiful services that, uh, you know, churches have. Wow, what beautiful services. And at the end of the day, the church remains sitting, silent. It was supposed to reach the lost. It was supposed to be the hospital for the broken. The purpose was to go into all the world and preach the gospel. But yet, it stays silent. It remains sitting there still. Beautiful buildings out there. Beautiful facades, nice greenery, churches. Oh, it looks beautiful but yet remain still because of the truth. Let's not blur the lines of God's word. Let's listen to his voice. Let's get in his word, study his word, and let's be people who will stand for what God says is truth, to speak what is truth, and to send people to speak and minister the truth of his word. Amen. Let's bow our heads in a word of prayer today. Blurred lines. Blurred lines lead to blind faith, we need clear convictions. We need to break the silence. Amen. You're listening today and you're not right with God. You know your heart isn't right with God. You were to die today. The Bible says our sins separate us from God. And that is the truth. We're all fallen short, the Bible says. We've all sinned. No one is perfect. Jesus says you must be born again. You must be born again of the Spirit. The Bible says, you know what, that no adulterer, no fornicator, no liar, thief shall inherit the kingdom of God. And so the truth is this, you know what, if you were to die today and you're living in sin, you wouldn't make heaven your home. But there's good news today, my friend, my brother, my sister. God loves you. God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever believes in Him shall not perish but have everlasting life. God wants to forgive you. He died on the cross for you. He paid for your sins, for my sins. He hung up on the cross and he said, he cried out, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. That same words is being preached today. I forgive you. I want to forgive you. Jesus is saying, I forgive you. But will you accept the gift of eternal life? Will you accept Jesus and his grace that he offers you? Despite all your mistakes, despite all the sins that you've had, He wants to offer grace to you. If that's you this morning, you know your heart's not right, but you want to give your heart to Jesus. You lift your hand with mine and say, yes, that's me. Pray for me. I want to make heaven my home. I know if I was to die today, I wouldn't make heaven my home. Sister, God speaking to you. Brother, God speaking to you this morning. I want you to raise your hand with mine and say, yes, that's me. Amen. I see that hand. Anyone else want to join this honest heart? Anyone else want to join this honest hand right here and say, yes, that's me. Pray for me. I'm not right with God. Maybe you're backslidden. You once had a relationship with Jesus. If that's you this morning, you raise your hand and say, yes, that's me. I've been walking down the broad path and I want to get back on the narrow path. If that's you, you'll raise your hand. You'll be honest. Amen. I see that hand. Thank you. God bless you. I see those hands. Anyone else, you want to accept truth and say, yes, I want to be free. The Bible says the truth shall set you free. 
Amen. I see those hands. Anyone else you want to join these honest hearts? Say yes. If you're watching from home, you raise your hand as well. Only God sees your heart. God sees you. Raise your hand this morning. It's time to stop playing church. It's time to stop playing religious games. It's time to get real with God. Say, Jesus, here I am. God has a plan for your life. God has a purpose for you. And it starts by making the decision. Say, yeah, I'm giving my life to Jesus. Anyone else, you want to join these honest hearts and say, yes, pray for me. I need Christ. I need Jesus. Amen. I see that hand. Anyone else, you want to give your heart to Jesus? Amen. If you're watching and online right now, you repeat these words after me. And if you're here this morning, just repeat these words. Say, Lord Jesus, I thank you that you love me. And I'm asking you forgive me of my sins. Take my brokenness, the pieces that I've made, and make it new. I repent from my sins. I turn away from my old lifestyle, and I turn to you. I accept you as my Lord and my Savior. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. If you've prayed that prayer, you know what? If you're at home and you prayed that prayer, let us know. We would love to help you, uh, you know, with your journey with God. Amen. Why don't we stand to our feet? Let's close off in prayer this morning. Thank you for joining with us today. Uh, Amen. Church, let's continue to be a church that's not silent. Amen. Stand on truth and His Word. Hallelujah. Amen. Afterwards, Let's uh, have a game of uh, table tennis. <laughs> all right, now let's, let's look up in a word of prayer. God, we thank you this morning for all that you've done. We thank you, Lord God, for your word that is truth. Lord God, we ask right now, Lord God, let us be men and women of faith. Let us be men and women with clear convictions. And I pray, God, that the, word, the world will see, Lord God, lives changed for your glory. God, that you would be seen, that you would be glorified. And God, I'm asking right now, Lord God, that you continue to bring revival to this church. Lord, their lives can continue to be changed because they have a revelation of you and truth in itself. And we thank you. We give you the praise. We give you the glory. And all God's people said, amen and amen. God bless you. Hallelujah. Have a wonderful day.